Yo, Amir. Hey, what's up, Slim? Hey, what's happening? I'm I'm on. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, my apologies, man. Had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> but we got you back again. So we're going to try to throw more time, man. All right. All right, so I'm going to hit this intro real quick. <laughs> All right, so with no further ado, I am JC the Icon, and I got my homie here, Slim, so uh, if you can introduce yourself, sir. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, it's Slim with two M's. Um, just want to thank everybody for listening and uh, thank JC for uh, letting me on the platform to uh, kind of speak my piece. Uh, let's do it. All right, cool. Now, before we begin, I do actually want to, because I forgot last time. Now, I do want to, I had a friend that uh, actually sent in a message and he wanted to just remind everybody that, hey, we need to get out and vote. Uh, what is it, November 6th? I believe so. Yeah. So anyway, for those of you listening, get out and vote. Make sure your voices are heard. Let's let's try to make a difference because that's how Trump got into the White House because a lot of people <laughs> didn't. <laughs> like, like, it was so many. It was a lot of people that uh, kind of followed, you know, Bernie Sanders a little bit. And uh, you had your Hillary Clinton supporters. So we were so divided. I think people were just so scorned. And that's kind of how Donald Trump, you know, slid up in there. So at least for these, you know, you know, for, for the governor races, mayor races, senators, judges, you know, whatever's going on now, we need to make sure that on this level we are, we are getting in the right people. And then when the big election come back around, we'll be ready. So anyway, not to not spend too much time on that, but I know some of you are probably wondering, because I know most of the time you're like, hey, you, you say you do sports, but I'm always talking about UFC. So now keep in mind, we were going to talk about, one reason we talked about UFC last time is because we had UFC uh, 229 with Conor McGregor uh, versus uh, Khabib. I think it's uh, Norga Madoff. <laughs> you know what I'm I hate saying his name, but yeah. So we had that. So that's why that was a big topic. So, but today we're going to start off a little bit differently. We're going to start off with a little football. So I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. Bless so you. Court, Bless you. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, every team has their ups and downs, but I am a ride or die, sir. So I do support my team. And to let you know how much I support my team, I'm going to tell you guys a little story. So I was pulling up to my house, and as I was entering my door, a delivery man pulled up. They were dropping off some furniture, house across the street from me. Two delivery guys get out, and they started talking about football. So one of them, I guess, was a Saints fan because he started talking about who that, who that, who that. I immediately shut that shit down. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, this is cowboy country. Get the hell from over here with all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't make me, you know, contact your company, get a hold of your supervisor. Let's know you're over here all disrespectful, you know, because we we do, we just don't play that around here, man. 
But at the end of the day, like I said, you know, Cowboys, I kind of have a love and hate relationship. And the reason why is because, I mean, we don't get me wrong. We, we were good for a lot of years, but we've had a lot of down years as well. I mean, like with Tony Romo at the helm, it was up and down. So now got a new quarterback, but we got the same old coach. So Jason Garrett, I, I just let it be known I am not a fan. And like I say, one of the big times was just like uh, we played Atlanta last year, and they let that defensive end sack Dak like 14 times. <laughs> he thought about, oh, maybe I could move a tight end over there. Maybe they could chip block. Maybe they could do something else. And, you, and then you brought up when you told me that he uh, even froze his own kicker. <laughs> yes. Baltimore game. Yeah, but, you know, they always, you know, because, you know, Garrett's an Ivy League guy. They always talk about that. But sometimes those Ivy Leaguers want to get in their mail at home. They really don't want to work. I would rather take a blue-collar coach that is used that everybody underestimated, like a Bill Bill Belichick, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, that that, that weird guy that you know what his life is football, though. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He don't feel like he's the smartest guy in the room at all times. One thing about Bill, we have seen Bill – we've seen the Patriots get their hat handed to him. We've seen that. But you could say if you face that team nine out of ten times, they're going to come out victorious one kind of way because that team identity changes. And If you watch New England – that that team identity would change, man. They they run at you one time, they be pass heavy another time. Maybe the defense will win it another time. Absolutely. But yeah, he just can't get it right, man. Now one thing I do like, one bright point, I do like our defense. Our defense, they playing their ass off. But Jason Garrett, just to me, he's been with the organization for about 12, 13 years, coaching for eight. He's been head coach for eight. Last time I checked, if you've been coached for eight years and you don't win a playoff game, it's time for you to go. Bottom line. So I'm not – this is going to spend a whole lot of time on that, but it's time for you to go. Then, you know, like they always make a point, they say, hey, man, you know the Gary guys, the Gary guys. You run Dez Bryant out of town. You make a point to make Dez the bad guy. You make a point to say, hey – Dez disrupted. His uh, production is down, but it, but but everybody's production was down. Right. So you run him out of town. You don't have a number one receiver. You go get these expendables <laughs> band of receivers that nobody. All these mercenaries. You go get all these expendable style receivers, and now you got seven of them. Then you got. I mean, it's just like you got all these receivers and you don't have – I mean, you don't have enough plays for everybody. So, everybody's touches are going down. So, you can't work everybody in so they can't get a rhythm going. You make Cole Beasley the number one guy. And I just don't think, you know – like I say, Cole is like – I like I say, it would be a stretch to say he's a number two. I think he's still a number three. He's a good number three. But it would be a stretch for me to say he was a number two. But uh, I just don't feel like Cole Beasley is uh, ready yet. Now, he is coming off a good game. They played good against Jacksonville. He, he had over 100 yards receiving, played good, had, I think, a, at least ATD. Played great, but that's one game. We're 3-3 we're three and three on the season. We're only 500. I'm hearing rumors that they already talked about extend, <laughs> extending Garrett, which would be a mistake. Mm-hmm. So my original thought is, man, because I've raised my son to be a Cowboy fan, but it's hard to sell the product that they put on the field today because my son came to me and almost broke my heart. Man, he came to me last week. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagle fan. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you feel It's almost like your kid coming to you telling you they smoke crack. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, what? Like, we need an intervention. I'm calling the family meeting. I'm calling his grandmama. You know, I'm like, hey, my mom is a diehard Cowboy fan. But my son, he was like, yeah, I'm going to feel that But I know, I mean, he's 12 years old. So I, <laughs> I know it's only because they are champions. So he's trying to associate. Well, I want to be attached to a champion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I've never heard him talk about them before. And even my even my my my, my daughters, even they was one of them was talking about they a Green Bay fan. One was saying they're a New York Giants fan. We had a very heated discussion, mind you. They mama had to come up in there, man. We we actually was going at it. I was letting them have it. I was like, you shut your trash mouth. I was like, I was going in. I was fighting. <laughs> We was pulling up stats. I was Googling. My son was Googling. We was pulling up stats. He was putting, man, we was going at it, man. So, but I'm looking at it from now. I'm trying to look at it from his standpoint. And as a kid, the product that they put on the field is not consistent. And for young guys trying to, you know, be a newcomer to the sport and want to be a fan, I mean, you don't, we don't have right now, there's not a winning culture. It's almost like they don't know how to win. So, I don't know, man. It's just, just all kind of crazy. Now, I know you hadn't been watching uh, football because of the, you know, Colin Kaepernick uh, situation. So, I just kind of would, you know, so how can we bring you back, man? Like, like what are your thoughts? <laughs> this year, well, you strike, or what's going on with that? Well, um, I'll admit also, I, I I was a diehard Cowboys fan. Um, it seems like since the past two years, I haven't missed too much of nothing. Uh, sounds like they still to the same old tricks. They build you up to let you down. Um, yeah, and Jason Garrett, he needed to go maybe three years ago. But um, right now, I think probably the only thing that make or bring me back to football is uh, pretty much Kaepernick getting the job or they settled the issue with Colin Kaepernick and by no means uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence about some things as far as the Nike thing goes I'm not trying to get too political but uh, basically like you were saying the Colin Kaepernick situation kind of kind of threw a monkey wrench, wrench in the football thing for me but uh, and now the Nike thing I don't know how I feel about that because of, of course you know uh, the whole point of Colin standing taking the knee was for police brutality the treatment of police and well the treatment of people and uh, the next thing you know Nike steps in and it's a whole different ad campaign it's not even what Colin stood for so I'm, I'm a little on the fence but uh, I don't know what it's going to take, but right now, uh, I'll just enjoy listening to you complain about the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have many complaints, sir. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I kinda, I'm kind of with Nike, man, because uh, I don't know if you remember, but right when that campaign was announced, uh, you had a lot of people, a lot of uh, – you know, folks that are not 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 people of color, of course, but you had you know a lot of other people, man, that were that were downright like uh, disgusted with that, and that were taken to you know YouTube and all these different social media sites and saying that they were done with Nike. So I kind of commend Nike a little bit because they yeah. such a international brand, and at least they stood with Colin because nobody else. Even if it is not exactly what we thought it would be, but they standing with the guy. They they have not even even with this little backlash, they have not faltered one bit. They still standing with him. So yeah, it's easy to kind of stand with him when he made you six billion dollars. But um, I feel like they kind of co-opted the movement. You know, it was about uh, let's be honest, it was about the treatment of black people with police with uh, with the police. And then once Nike stepped in, it became all people, you know, disabled, gay, handicapped, women. It's everything but black. And even with the commercial, they didn't even mention black at all. I, I, I mean, and that's what it was all about was black people. And all of a sudden, it's I don't think they mentioned the word black. I don't think there was even a police siren in the video. So meaning the commercial. So that's it. Yeah, but I do commend them for standing with him, but I don't like how the message is kind of going towards something else, which it's all people and it's not for all people, if that makes sense. Well, as far as Nike, you have to look at as far as the brand, right? 
Right. Like even though even though they are kind of incorporating that plight as well, they that particular brand still stands for a lot of different people as well. Like I don't know if you knew, but I just saw this that this uh, kid that runs cross country, right? Right. He has uh, uh, is it cerebral palsy? He has one of those debilitating diseases, and, it, and, and you know, like I said, I might be wrong, but. But as far as this particular kid, you know, he's he's he actually has a campaign with Nike now. So as a parent, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm a black person and, you know, I'm with that plight as well. But Nike is like, I guess their stance is they kind of taking on all those fights for the for so for also for the people that are disabled, for the people that are uh, have been, um, you know, felt like. You know, they uh, people have been gender bias against them or whatever. So as that brand, as that company, you kind of have to encompass all things. So it's kind of right. like, a, you know, and, and, and I, agree. They, I, I totally agree. They encompassed everything. But what he was targeting, what, what Colin was standing for, that's my thing. Like you can encompass all of that. Um you know, if they would have threw in the uh, the black guy with police brutality or somewhere up in in the the campaign, or you know, you got the guy with the you say Sarah palsy or whatever, they're not hijacking his movement and making it about black people. So I'm just like, you know, somewhere you have to get back to the point. You know, the point was police brutality, and now it's everybody but police brutality. So I, I would like you to bring it back to the point. You can still incorporate everyone else, and that's fine. But bring it back to the point too, you know. And that's what I felt Nike left out. They they kind of made it more palatable for everyone to digest. They put a little sugar in the medicine, but uh, it was well, a placebo. Well, <laughs> it let wasn't me, the medicine. No, first off, let let me say, hey, power to the people. <laughs> I got my praise for those of y'all that can't, you know, see it. But, uh, but like I said again, you got to understand. I mean, as this company, just like I said, even standing, you got to look at Donald Trump, uh, NFL owners. I mean, so many people were. I mean, you had Papa John, uh, the guy that you know owned Papa John's, jumping off the ledge. You know, so many people. There was so much outrage where they were like, "If you own this." We're going to protest. We we're we're going to pull, you know, our product. It was just so much stuff in behind it. So at the end of the day, they have to put it in such a way. Like, I'm, I, I'll kind of jump off track a little bit. And, and let me, let me, and, and this will kind of go off track, but it's going to kind of come back on track. Do you, do you remember, I remember being young and even to, you know, up until, you know, maybe 12 years ago, I remember saying, I remember actually saying and having a conversation with a friend saying, I might not ever live to see a black president. <laughs> a president of any ethnic, you know, background of that matter. But I was like, I might not live to see it. So then out of nowhere comes Obama, right? I had, I, I'm going to be honest, I had never heard of him at that point. I'm like, Obama, I'm like, this guy has the worst name ever. Like, you know, but when this guy got his momentum coming, I mean, going, and he had this grassroots movement, and then once I actually started listening to the guys, uh, you know, some of some of his, uh, you know, speeches or whatever when he was campaigning, and I started actually looking up some of the policies, seeing what he actually stood for, then I got behind it because I'm actually one of the people, not just because he was black, I actually looked at, okay, I said, man, you know what, this guy's of the people. Like, you know, he had a background in organizing. Like, this guy really was in the community. So, but in order for the masses to vote for him, because it was going to take more than just black people voting for him. White people were going to have to vote. He was going to have to win over everybody. So he had to be very personable. So with that being said, even Obama, there are certain things that he dialed back, you know, because I don't know if you remember the controversy with his church. Do you remember mm -hmm. the right. <laughs> Jeremiah Wright? Yeah, Jeremiah Wright. That, that's why you're over here, bro. Jeremiah Wright. You know, Jeremiah was very controversial. And what happened to Jeremiah? 
they they had they had to back away because at the end of the day, this message we even though we know what's behind it, and not saying Jeremiah was wrong or whatever, but we know it can't be that ex- we can't exclude people. We got to include. So with Nike's message now, it has to be inclusive for it to be a, a movement. It's just that's just what it is. You can even go back to Martin Luther King, bro. You can even go back to that. And I get I, I, I get the inclusiveness, but don't leave us out. I really like I said again, you know, we might be on different sides. I don't really feel like they left us out, but I understand in order for people to receive the message, you gotta be able to deliver it. So if you go in too strong, sometimes people it falls on deaf ears because sometimes true. you know true. I, I that. Yeah. That's true. So that's all I'm saying on that, you know, but I would like to see that brother come back and play because I still think he has an offer to the game. And uh, from what I heard, teams are entertaining it, you know, and I, I really hope this isn't the end of his career. And I would like to see him come back. But uh, but at the end of the day, I still take my hats off to Nike, man, because like I said, for them to stand with him for whatever the reason, however watered down the message, or whatever, for them to stand with him is huge. It's still, it still puts him out there. And he's saying, hey, I'm still here. It still puts him in the spotlight, and he can still get his message out. Because I'm pretty sure whether Nike's putting that in their commercial or not, that still gives him a light. So when he's ha- still doing interviews and doing what he does, he can still get that message out. So the brother still has, has a platform from that. I totally agree. I agree with that. All right, so let me get to some more sports news or whatever. So people are like, okay, this took a change. Like, we going back to them Black Panther days. You know, like, <laughs> you know I felt like I, I, I got a taste for a bean pie or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you watch me, but kind of going over to a little boxing or whatever, because I do have to touch on some sports. Kind of going over to a little boxing. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, but, man, uh, Terrence Crawford actually defeated uh, – Jose Benavidez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He uh which which Benavidez was a tough guy as well, but uh he ended up winning by TKO in the twelfth round. I mean it was a pretty tough fight. And um, but I would say Crawford pretty much dominated uh majority of the way. I kinda looked at the fight off and on a little bit. You know, I, I kinda glanced at it. I I have some options to watch the fight for free, but I'm not gonna bring it up here. But <laughs> But uh, but I but I, man but but Crawford man he he's a man that guy there you know very underrated the guy is a hell of a power puncher and uh, he gets busy man but uh, I'd also like to get your thoughts on because we got a, a you know a, a bigger match coming up in December man December first we have uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury so uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. I think that is going to be good for boxing because boxing, you know, they 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 off and on. I think this is going to be one that's good for boxing fans, for real. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be good for boxing fans. I think it'll be good for the casual fan also. Um, I think someone <laughs> is going to sleep. <laughs> I don't know who. Uh, well, no, um, I think Deontay Wilder, um, he will pull it out. Um, I'm thinking a knockout maybe somewhere around the ninth, tenth round. Um, but if you like a knockout, these big guys, they slug it out. Someone's someone's going to uh, need a pillow and a blanket before the night is over. I, I agree with that because, I mean, it, it makes it pretty interesting because both of these guys are pretty rangy, pretty tall guys. And uh, you have, uh, you know, Fury, who's had uh, 27 fights and uh, 27 wins, and he's had 19 of them by KO, which is pretty impressive. But then if you look at Deontay's resume, uh, Wilder has had 40 fights and 39 of those by KO. You know, so this guy, I mean, he's known as the Bronze Bomber. I mean, the uh, Bronze Bomber. And, you know, this guy here from Alabama, so, you know, he country man, this dude here, you know, he run around probably as a kid running around and tackling cows and talking shit, you know. So right, right. Quick question for you. Where, where is the fight taking place? Do you know? I 
I should have did a little research. That I am not sure exactly. Okay, because I was going to say if it's in Alabama, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be earlier than that. It it might go five. But that's, that's an interesting question because I do know that Deontay was hosting a lot of fights there. I do know he was having a lot of his fights there. But on this particular one, I'm not exactly sure where, you know, what venue, where exactly they're going to be at. Okay. Uh, but I do know Deontay is going to be game. I know that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's on a little sidebar. I don't know if you saw him on ESPN, man. This dude accidentally uh, dropped a mascot that was asking for it on ESPN on air. <laughs> it was rumored that he had actually broke the guy's jaw and knocked him out. But I later seen – uh, some guys on ESPN kind of talking about it, and they actually know that employee, and he his jaw wasn't broken. He was okay. And I actually saw the video, and Deontay Wilder actually did hold back a little bit. But he, if he wanted to, he could have literally killed that guy, though. <laughs> like, literally. Because I'm, I'm like, I don't know why you would bring a guy on your show with 39 KOs and say, hey, punch me. Right. You know, hey, maybe punch this machine that shows your punching power and measures how hard you punch, but you ain't punching me. So that particular employee, if I was him, I would have sued everybody. I would have sued ESPN. I would have sued Deontay Wilder. I would have even sued Tyson Fury. He wasn't even there. Then he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Get a little workers' cup, huh? Hey, I would. Hey, I would sue everybody, bro. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> But 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 at the end of the day, I think I think uh, I think Deontay Wilder will definitely take that fight though, because uh, Tyson Fury's been out a little bit; he's been away from the sport. So I, I definitely I, I definitely like Deontay Wilder in that because forty fights and thirty nine, you finished. I'm gonna say you you're still gonna go in there and take care of business, and hopefully he's able to fight Joshua because, <clears throat> like I said, uh, yeah yeah, I think that guy has been dodging man like. All the shenanigans and the way that they want to split the purse, you know, the, the actual take. Now, I understand that Joshua, you know, he has a following in the UK and all. I get that. But at the same time, you know, Deontay Wilder's bringing American fans and we're interested in seeing him. So he's bringing something to the table. The guy has, you can't overlook, the guy has 40 wins, zero losses. So he's bringing something to the table and it takes two to tango. So at the end of the day, just, just like, when Mayweather fought, uh, when Mayweather fought uh, Connor, he couldn't just minimize Connor and say, "You know what? I'm gonna give you five million for this fight." You know, no, you gotta pay the man. Right. Right. He, he Connor actually got a hundred million off that fight. So the same, but I think what killed that fight in the beginning with those two is because they was jerking that dude around, and they really didn't want the fight to happen. So they it was like, oh, "Hey, we'll just offer you this bullshit offer. Of course, you won't want to take it." And you know that that'll just you know that that will just postpone the fight, you know, and that's what they wanted to do. But now that uh, you know Joshua was able to win his fight, hopefully Deontay can take care of business. This fight coming up December first, and then we can get back in talks with that because honestly, I think he knocks him out too. Because I've watched uh, Joshua and I'm not that impressed. I really don't think that uh, his even wins and KOs have been that impressive, but. We'll have to wait to see. But, of course, Deontay does have this opponent in front of him. He has Fury. So, he definitely – and then, don't get me wrong. Fury's nobody to look past. He's going to have to get – He's definitely – So, uh, okay, so I'm going to kind of jump forward again. So, I don't know if you heard any news on uh, UFC 230. So, we have your boy uh, DC Carmier is actually going to fight the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. And Derek, yeah, Derek Lewis just looked impressive in his fight. And I, you know, but I mean, this this matchup is pretty strange because, I mean, even though Derek Lewis has been, uh, you know, winning, the guy comes in out of shape. He he looks like he's about to gas. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a hell of a punch that can put anybody out. But he's always gassing, and he's just, you know, you can't do that against a guy like DC because DC's body of work is just better. It's just better. I mean, DC just came off of a knockout win over Stipe, and uh, he's also beat Anderson Silva. He beat Anthony Rumble Johnson, who was 
crushing fools. You know what I'm saying? Rumble, yeah. Rumble was a nightmare. And I hope I'm hearing rumors that he might come back. And I hope so, because Rumble had a lot more to do, man. But DC had that antidote for him. No, man, he had the answer. So at the end of the day, I mean, I just I just don't see how Derek, you know, can win because DC can also take a punch and DC's gonna wrestle his draws off. Like DC is not having that. And I mean, Derek even admitted himself that he is, like I said, again, he isn't in the best of shape and he doesn't really train. I heard from, I I listened to uh, Michael Bisbing's uh, podcast and he said he did an interview with Derek and Derek even told him that he only works out 30 minutes a day. Right. That's me. That's a couch potato. That's, you can't tell me. Because DC is a, he's an Olympic wrestler. And like I said, What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? But yeah, so, so just to let the fans know, we had a little technical difficulties, but I'm going to figure out a way to put this. This is part two of the same sports segment, so we'll figure out a way to, to splice these two, so don't worry about it. So anyway, we're just picking back up on uh, Derek Lewis. So anyway, I was just going over uh, some of Derek Lewis's uh, antics in uh, the the – the uh, UFC uh, 229 that he just fought. And uh, basically, again, he won the match against the Russian guy he was going to fight, and he uh, had took his his uh, shorts off. He had tights on up under it. And so Joe Rogan comes up to the guy and like, hey, man, why did you take your, sh- your pants off? And Derek Lewis, in Derek Lewis fashion, was like, because my balls was hot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's from Louisiana. He's from your neck of the woods. He was like a <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But do you not know this guy went viral? He went viral, bro. He went viral after that because people were just like so just I mean, they were just impressed. I mean, he's a funny guy. You know, he's a he's a very funny guy. But at the end of the day, I mean, even with that being said, I mean, like I say, he's a He's an entertaining guy, but I just don't know if that's going to be enough, man. Because like I said, I think that's going to be an easy win for D.C. And they just setting that guy up. They just giving – I think D.C. is pissed off because they want him to fight John Jones. And because of that, I think Dana on the back end of things is like, you know what, I'm going to throw you a give-me fight. You know, so at least you get a quick little title defense in there. We'll give you some uh, guy like D. I mean, Derek. That's a threat. He's a threat, but he doesn't have the skills that you have. So at the end of the day, he's a threat, yes. But Derek has not fought the level of competition like a DC Carmier. He just has. So I think DC DC's gonna make easy work of this guy. Not like so him. fast, my friend. Um, okay. What I you got? Think, I think Derek Lewis gonna pull this out. Somehow, some way, it's going to be a knockout, of course. And um, all it takes is one punch. And and that goes both ways. But I just think Derek Lewis's one punch is a true statement. With Cormier, it's going to take a couple of punches. So I think this guy's always in a fight from start to finish. Um of course, I might have a little bias because, you know, he's from my neck of the woods, too. But um, I don't think he's no tomato can, no slouch. He's the number two fighter, the number two heavyweight. Well, now the number one contender for the UFC heavyweight champion. That doesn't mean he's no slouch. And if DC somehow finds a way to pull this out, this is, this is not a give-me fight. But hold on, let me stop you there because you said if DC somehow finds a way, you mean if Derek Lewis, <laughs> DC, no, correct? If DC finds a way, Derek, did you see Derek in his last fight? Derek was gassing, Derek was, was taking there, there. You can't play with DC, bro. DC is gonna put him on his head. DC used to actually fight heavyweight. And then the guys at DC, the, 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 okay, you say Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis does have a punch. Like I said again, guess who else? Derek, guess who else DC fought that had a punch? Rumble Johnson, who is better 
than Derrick Lewis. And and DC had the answer for Rumble. Rumble couldn't do nothing with DC. Nothing. No, I would give it like John John Jones may may be his kryptonite, but nobody else is, can say that. <laughs> you know, DC has whooped everybody else's ass. So I think I doubt Derrick Lewis, who was a, a truck driver, MMA <laughs> for a short. DC is an accomplished Olympian, bro. And you've seen him put hands on so many other people. Uh, Gustafson, Anthony Rumble Johnson. I mean, he Are just saying he put hands he just be or he out-wrestled them. He just beat Stipe, who had lost to no one. And he knocked Stipe unconscious. And you mean to tell me, Derek Lewis, who is had videos where he's like, yeah, I don't even train. I sit up and drink Dos Equis. And I know he's just being a funny guy. But at the end of the day, that last fight, this guy was gassing. But he just knew this guy's going to give me his chin. I'm being laying that punch. But DC is going to wrestle him. That's the thing that the other guy didn't do. DC is going to put him on his head. He's going to be on his back. You can't throw no power punches from your back. As you That's saw, you can't throw no power punches from your back, bro. Not punching. That's true, but again, DC is a little undersized with the wrestling. Now, I think he could wrestle with them. Don't get me true. I know it's about angles and leverage and all of those good things. But again, this guy, Derek Lewis, is 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 a big man. I don't know if you really want to just wrestle like that. I think the reason why the uh the Russian guy, he kind of had a good fight with Derrick Lewis because he kept his distance. He was using his kicks. Um, he st- stuck and moved. He kept kept Derrick Lewis moving, which got him tired, and he couldn't keep the stamina up. And that's what kind of – that's the fight I think uh, DC may want to try to copy, um, but just trying to go Imano, Imano. Uh, I see don't you- know. I don't know. I, I see Derek pulling it out. Number one, number one, I never said DC was going to go mano a mano. I said DC is going to pull out the arsenal. DC going to dirty box him. DC going to wrestle him. DC going to get him up against the cage with the clinch. Yeah, I'm telling you, DC is going to bring out the arsenal. You no, know, you're not going to stand there and just go toe-to-toe with a guy. You're going to pull out the skills that you have that he does not. I think you, you know, want to. I, I think you want to keep them moving to get them tired. I, I think that that stationary stuff, you getting them against the cage, and uh, but I, I don't know, know man. I, just check it out, because when you're wrestling, I don't know if you notice, bro, but when them dudes be wrestling, even up against the cage, it, 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 that's what they gonna do. Now DC's not a professional boxer. He's not just gonna sit up and bounce on his toes and just throw the jab and work the jab. Nah, his game is gonna be. I'm going to wrestle him. I'm going to put him down. I'm going to make him defend. I'm going to try to take him down. I'm going to make him get back. I'm going to make him defend it because he's going to get tired doing that. And I'm never going to give him I'm never going to give him any minute to rest. I'm going to be on him whether it's trying to take him down, whether it's hitting him in his face. You know, the whole gambit. That's why I say DC's arsenal way better. They're pro- I'm going to go with the guy that has an arsenal Versus the guy that's just like, yeah, I'm looking to land this one punch. I, you I have- agree, but again, uh, it's the home team, so I'm I, I'm going to find a reason to go for Derrick Lewis, and I think Derrick Lewis is still going to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you admitted that. You gave me so much shit about Connor, but then Derrick Lewis who ain't even that caliber of fighting. Like, I go pull it. Did that who's buying? Hey, I can admit that. I'm I'm biased. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm biased. You're like, oh, he going to do it. This guy going to get creamed. You think he's going to let his legacy go down to Derrick Lewis who don't even take the sport seriously? You crazy? One punch is all it takes. That's all. Well, also, man, other news. Uh, so looks like the Dustin Portier and Nate Diaz ain't happening for uh, two thirty. Dustin had a hip injury, and they, they're evaluating it right now. But it's not going to be, you know, good in time for him to actually uh, take on Nate for two thirty. He's actually trying to get some stem cell treatment, and um, I mean that may not even work. But but he's not going to be Nate, and Nate has refused 
to uh, take a uh, replacement fight. Nate is pretty much like, nah, if, I, if I'm not fighting this dude, or you're not giving me a money fight, making me the you know the the main event, I'm I'm out. I'm good. So I don't know what's up with Nate here lately, man, because I'm like, Nate, you're kind of killing your stock a little bit because at the end of the day, I can understand you just want to chase the money fight, but at the same time, you got to be active, man, and you got to – like, I know we want to talk about Conor, but Conor had outside stuff going on where you're still making money. I don't know. I can't say the same for Nate. Yeah. You know, so so Nate definitely got to try. He wants to chase that money fight, but take a replacement, put it on him, and, you you know, you'll be right there prime and ready. But you also got to – because the UFC, we got it's an entity. You still got to make the money. You got to show your worth. I mean, at the end of the day, your, your fighting is your skills and your value. So if you're not fighting – then you know you kind of useless. So, you know, just hate to hear that, man. So I, but I did hear now. I do know for two thirty we're gonna have Max Holloway and uh, I think it's Brian Ortega, which should be a good one. That that's really? gonna I think that's gonna be a good one. Really? That's gonna be a good fight. I don't know about anybody else on the undercard, but I do know that that's that's gonna be pretty good. But also too, man, real quick before I forget, I don't know if you follow that any in too much, but. Um, we had Bellator 207 and 208. We had 207 past weekend, well, weekend before last, and we had 208 this past weekend. It was pretty much what they were doing. They were doing a grand three where you were going to have uh, four fighters, uh, two fights, and uh, pretty much the winners of those fights would fight each other for, for the, you know, the, the title. Right. So uh, in the first round, uh, the Bellator 207, we had uh, uh, we had uh, Matt Mitrione and uh, Ryan Bader. Mm-hmm. Now these, both of these guys came from UFC. So this is what's interesting with Bellator. Bellator getting some good fighters from over there, man. So both of these guys came from UFC, and uh, Matt Mitrione is a ex you know NFL player turned fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Bader actually used to wrestle in college and got into MMA. Pretty good guy. But pretty much what's scary about Matt Mitrione, man, you talk about a guy that you just kind of similar to your Derrick Lewis. Matt Mitrione got that one. Win, power. Yeah. Like, like this guy here, if you're having trouble sleeping, don't take an Ambien. Go see <laughs> Matt Mitrione. You feel me? He's going to put you to sleep. You're going to have a sound coma-like sleep. You know? But then you got Brian Bader. He ain't no punk either. Like Brian Bader, man, he he has decent punching power, but his wrestling is his strength. And this guy is huge, man. He reminds me of Bane. Like, did you see the Batman movie where Bane was introduced? Did you see that? Yeah. Where I mean, like, like Bane Weird. comes out, he's like, <laughs> I am the League of Shadows. You know what I'm saying? Like, he like that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? He like reminded me so much of that. Like he was the villain, you know. But anyway, uh, just to kind of not, not, not uh, talk about it too much, but not waste too much time on it. But it pretty much, man, uh, Ryan Bader went in there, did what he had to do. Use his wrestling because, like I said, the guy was a collegiate wrestler, so he uses wrestling to nullify. And it kind of reminded me of Khabib Connor because Matt went in there. I mean, Orion went there, did the same thing. He, because he's a wrestler, and Matt Mitchell was worried about getting taken down, he couldn't fire off. You're trying to fight this guy off, and, and it, he succumbed to that because at the end of the day, uh, Brian Bader just uh, pretty much was able to get the majority of, of, of the exchanges. And he, he ended up getting a nine, man. He got the decision. And, uh, you know, so right now, so then you kind of move forward and you had uh, 208 this past weekend, which was a little bit more entertaining. You had Chell Sonnen versus uh, Fedor. Uh, 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 I actually got to pronounce his last name, but. Yeah, Emilianenko. There you go. So you had Fedor, which Fedor was actually supposed to be a UFC fighter at one point. They just couldn't get it together contractually. I think Fedor's people, they wanted to co, uh, co-promote and, you know, Dana and them not having that shit. So yeah. that killed that. So anyway, you go into this fight, man, and Chell, I don't know what the fuck Chell was doing, I- but... Uh, I watched that. Fedor dropped him like within 30 seconds, man. Fedor two-pieced him. Gave him a two-piece no biscuit. Just <laughs> put him down, man, straight up. And uh, 
you know, but Chell was a soldier, man. He hung in there. He got back up, but he kept, he kept, he kept going to his back and inviting Fedor. And Fedor was like, nah, stand up. And Chell just kept going to his back, which was just ridiculous. And I don't know if you guys heard this whining. This is my puppy. I do apologize. <laughs> she is like, you in there doing something, daddy? I want to see. So I, I can't. So, hey, yeah, that just has to be part of it. But, um, but she's whining a little bit. She'll be all right. But anyway, so Chael started doing that, man, and uh, it was just crazy. So eventually Fedor makes him stand back up. He drops Chael again. But I will give Chael this. At one point, Chael does say, okay, I cannot stand up with this motherfucker. So let me start wrestling because Chael has a wrestling background as well. So at one point, Chael... Chell does uh, try to wrestle, but I give a Fedor props, man. That motherfucker have some counters. Now I do know most most Russian fighters, uh, they they're they're like sambo or something like that, where it's kind of a mixture of just a lot of military martial arts type style fighting. So it's a little judo, it's a little some of everything, like sambo. Right. So. Um, like I like uh, Andre Arlovsky was known for that. I don't know if you guys remember that. That's a throwback. The pit bull. He he was known for that. So he's come he come out of that same camp. But anyway, Fedor was actually able to counter some of uh, Chael's wrestling because in one exchange, Chael tried to take him down, and Fedor did a judo hip toss on him. Man, like they was literally going to the ground. But as they was going, Fedor was able to get uh, uh, position and kind of get. Chill off balance and kind of just hip tossed him. So Fedor is no slouch with the scrambling. So he did that a little bit, man. But eventually he got the better of Chell because he was able. Chell did this one goofy ass move. I was about to ask you about that move. I, what was going through his mind with that somersault on the back type? I don't know what. <laughs> That shit was goofy, bro. It was almost a lot of people said that Chell threw that fight, didn't? I'm like, it looked like he was trying to throw it. I'm not gonna say he trying to throw because because I I heard an interview with him where he was saying that he actually. So anyway, as I was saying, so Chell Sonnen did an interview and he kind of explained this uh, that that move when he was on the guy's back and he did the flip off and shit. And even though it looked goofy as hell. It's actually a move. He just didn't execute it. It's a move where you flip and you kind of still holding on to the guy. And you pull him with you and you end up, <clears throat> you know, kind of back on top of him again. But he's facing you in a way. So weird move. Chell just didn't execute it. And I don't know if you guys seen Chell Sonnen's fight with uh, Anderson Silva. He's known to do some, you know, crazy moves and don't pull him off. So basically on Anderson, Spider-Man, Anderson Silva. Chell tried to do a spinning back fist, got caught mid-spin, and was blasted in the fucking face. And uh, so Chell has been known not to pull these moves off, you know what I mean? So just crazy. Just really, really crazy. So to sum it all up, Chell got his ass whooped. Fedor stopped him, got the technical knockout. Uh, Chell wanted out of there. Nothing else to say about that. So that kind of sums up uh, 2.30. And then also kind of bouncing back to football again. Uh, watch the Cowboys lose to the Washington Redskins, man. And a uh, little bit heartbroken, a little, di- little disappointed, you know, because they, they gave it a good shot. But Jason Garrett has to fucking go. He has to go. I don't care what nobody say. And if you're a Jason Garrett fan, you can go with him. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. But uh, Cole Beasley, man, you see Lil Cole out there. Cole B, like I say, he's not my favorite player. But Cole makes every average guy feel like he could get in there and play for the Cowboys. You hear me? Because Cole Beasley is four foot nothing. <laughs> Skinny as hell. And he out there playing football. So I'm like, hey, I used to play middle linebackers. I know I still go out there and crack somebody. You feel me? But, yeah, give it up for Cole, y'all. But I'm going to leave you guys with this. I just had a uh, – I just wanted to know, before we let you guys go, uh, how many of our listeners drive a minivan? 
Now, if you drive a, a minivan, I just want to say fuck each and every one of you. Wow, that was great. I feel so much better now. Because <laughs> people that drive minivans, man, are such assholes. You ever pull up to a red light and look over to your right, and there's a middle-aged soccer mom with about 15 kids in a van, and she looking over at you like, let's go, bitch. <laughs> They don't give a damn about life. They don't care about nothing because they so miserable that they have to drive a minivan. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I have a motorcycle, so sometimes I ride my bike, man, and I hate when some guy pulls up on me and he's in a damn minivan. He's in like a Nissan Quest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I guess he told his wife, since you're going to ruin my life and we got to drive this piece of shit, I want one of the souped up ones with all the options. And let me be the first to tell you, I don't care how nice it is on the inside, 30 cup holders, four sunroofs, about 10 TVs in the headrest, a tanning bed in the back, it's still a fucking minivan. <laughs> I would rather drive a Ford Mustang with six kids crammed up in the back, lapped up, but I still look cool. <laughs> so anyway, y'all... That's all I got. Just want to tell you guys again, I really personally appreciate each and every one of you listening to the show and, uh, you know, taking time out of your busy day just to hear my crazy ass talk about whatever. And I, like I said, I really, really appreciate it. And again, my apologies for this particular show because we had some, my Wi-Fi was acting a little crazy, so wet splice to show up, but still try to get this out here for you guys. And just look, we will have more content coming. Not everything for the ladies or anybody else that want to hear something else. Not everything will be sports orientated. You know what I'm saying? So we are uh, oriented. I'm talking about orientated. Oriented. So uh, we will have other things on here. So for those of you that want more content, I'm definitely going to be delivering that. And like I said, not everything's going to be about sports. We will still be tackling news and you know, things that's going on in my boring ass life, if you guys want to hear it or whatever. But until then, y'all just stay cool. You know what I'm saying? Y'all stay up and I will talk to you guys next time. So, hey, later.